Let's talk about hip-hop's breakdancing becoming an Olympic sport. Let's also discuss the fact that black lives mattered before BLM. What about the first people to get the COVID vaccination? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. The wiser course is to think of others when pursuing your own happiness. The Dalai Lama. So this week has been a historical week for a few few different things have gone on this week that are quite historical. Um, we start with the Paris Paris Olympics 2024. They are going to be introducing breakdancing um, into the into the Olympics, which is great news. Um, breakdancing has come a long way. I'm sure some of you people listening to this. You should do some crazy legs, back spins, you know, body popping the whole lot. Um, but yeah, so now it's, it's going to be part of part of the Olympics. Um, I think that's amazing. So it joins um, sports like um, surfing, skateboarding, um, climbing. Have also also going to be part of the Olympics now. Um, I think they were part of the last Olympics, basically. But um, breaking, like I said, this is going to be the first time. So yeah. Um, and breaking is one of the five, five elements of hip hop, you know, um, anybody knows anything about hip hop, they know the five elements. Uh, I will, I will dive into that a bit more I'll give you a little bit of time to think about what they are, but yeah, I look forward to seeing that. So, um, so if you've got kids out there that are into dancing and stuff, um, that dancing could turn into a, an Olympic gold medal. Yeah. So... Definitely something to... Um, I'm definitely going to be watching that for sure. Um, also, another historic uh, thing that's happened this uh, week. Bernadine Avaristo has become... Well, she prior to this, it was earlier on this year, in fact, she was the um, first black woman um, to top the paperback um, fiction chart with her novel, um, Girl, Woman and Other. But this week, she's become the first um, president of a major um, UK drama school, Rose Buford um, College. Um, so she's going to be the president of that. So, yeah, two, two big things for her this year. Two, you know, record-breaking, groundbreaking things. So hats off to her this year for that big achievement. So, and it's, well, it kind of ties into what I, what I always say in these pods is, um, you know, this year... It, it, it does open up different kinds of opportunities. Different things can happen. It's not all doom and gloom. And, you know, her, her story is just one of many that kind of highlight that. But, yeah, but like I said, this year has been, this week has been quite historic as well. The other reason being they've obviously got the COVID vaccine. Um, people have started taking it this week. Um, uh, but before I get to that, let me talk about the, uh, the, the levels have gone up. So obviously you're aware that we we come out of lockdown somewhat in what was it the second of December, and since then um, the rates have gone up. Now, me personally, I'm not surprised. You know, if we're saying you know when we stay in the numbers go down, stands to reason when you come out the numbers go up. So lockdown for a month, you come out just before Christmas, and bearing in mind this is the first Christmas we're having with it. 
um, and everybody you know loves Christmas and wants to get out and shop and everything else so it stands to reason the numbers have gone up so that's where we are um, and it looks like London's at the top of the list I think especially areas like Haringey are really high up on the list so you know I, I, I think we've, in coming into the new year after Christmas maybe even before we'll have to see it goes but definitely after we'll be in some um, kind of stricter um, lockdown so We've got that to, to deal with, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it. It just is what it is. But um, but as I said, this week has been significant because the first people have had their first jabs in, in the world. Um, but two of the nurses, two NHS workers, had an allergic reaction on t- at the beginning of the week. Um, and I think off the back of that, they've now said, you know, if you suffer with allergies or anything like that, you've ever suffered, had allergic reaction to medicines um, or food or vaccines, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be taking the, the medicine. So, I mean, the vaccine rather. So, yeah, I mean, we'll wait and see. It's all, it's all a bit of a waiting game to see how effective um, the vaccine is. Um, some people are for it, some people are not. Um, I think it's, I mean... If you if anybody's gonna gonna use it, it would I would say obviously you get it to the people that need it the most, whose immune systems are not gonna be that that good anyway, just through through how old they are, you know, more than anything. So but we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell how things go with that. Um uh, but we've because of the numbers going up and stuff, they have now started to speak about I don't know how definite this is, but they've started speaking about um, testing 11 to 18 year olds in schools so mass testing to be especially um, the worst affected areas like London, Kent and Essex so that's on the cards um, but schools are breaking up soon so yeah I'm wondering if they're thinking about doing that before um, the schools go off which might seem a little bit pointless but but definitely going to be afterwards no doubt I'm sure um, yeah but moving on um, unfortunately, um, a young person lost his life um, just yesterday. A um, 15-year-old boy stabbed um, to death in Newham. Um, was found, like I think it was near the Royal Docks, near that, that side of Newham. But again, so sad, you know, for, you know, whenever, whenever anybody dies, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. Um, but I think it's always worse when it's, a, when it's a child, you know, 15 years old, especially around Christmas as well, you know, the... You can only imagine what the what the family has to deal with, but um, we have to look out for our young people, man, and try and try and nip these things in the bud before they turn into this. I mean, you know, I know sometimes it, you can feel a little bit helpless, like what can you do? But it's you know, it's hard. But but conversations, more conversations, um, have got to be helpful. So that's that's the most we can do, and just hope that they make the right decisions and they don't end up getting caught up in stuff. But there is a limit to what you do once young people leave the house. But yeah, very sad. So my heart, my prayers go out to the family and friends for sure. So um, Piers Morgan on on um, GMTV this week surprised me. So I mean, he he he's somebody that um, every once in a while he will surprise me with the stuff he says, you know, because I, I I expect him to have a very conservative, biased view in most things. But every once in a while. There's a little glimmer of hope. Um, but yeah, this week he, he really piped up about the fact that the FA um, doesn't have 
um, diversity, the higher you go up, you know, when you start looking at the board and the chairman and stuff. Um, and he really quite, he went in quite, quite, quite a bit with that, um, which was good to see because it's, it's true, you know, but, you know, obviously he's got a, a massive platform and there's people that um, would listen to him rather than other people. So, you know, it's, it's good when, he, when, when those sort of people stand up and say things like that, even though you might not agree with most of what they say when they say it and how they go on and whatnot, when they do do things like that, we've got to take the pluses out of that. So I'm glad he spoke up about it for sure. Um, time will tell if it makes any difference. Time will tell. Um, another thing uh, we're going to see if time will tell if it makes any difference is um, the PSG and Istanbul match um, the other day. Um, where both teams walked off, they abandoned the match um, because there was uh, some racism. Well, I mean, I think it was, I think, to be fair, I think there was somewhat misunderstanding somewhere for it. Because I, I did watch it and, you know, the fourth official Romanian, he did, he did say, uh, he said Nigru. Which is which is um, Russian, not Russian, Romanian for for black. So he was referring to one of the other officials, and he, and he must have said the Negro one or, or whatnot. And so I'm saying I, I I I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if people heard that and thought that he said Negro, um, and. Because it's only it's only the last letter that changes. It's just the U and the O in both of these words. So, but him him saying that, and he, and obviously it's a Romanian word. But my thing is, even if people had misheard what he said, why is he speaking in Romanian to people that are not Romanian? You know, um, so there is no reason for him to to be speaking in his own language. You know, so was he being racist? I I don't know. I don't know that that you know people closer to the thing would would know um but should he have been speaking in his native language to, to 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 call a person no you know and that's what i think caused the problem and there was no and i think he admitted it you know and obviously justified it as that's his mother tongue but he shouldn't really been speaking about it there but what really irked me is the way it was reported on by um nick ferrari in fact yeah that in the morning nick ferrari was talking about it um, and he was—he just kept on emphasising uh, why is it wrong for an official to say um, call a black man a black man? And he was—and Nick Ferrari saying it as if he, the man, the man actually said that it was the black man, like using English, but it wasn't English, you know. And that made all of the difference. So, as usual, you know, so the way some of these things are, are reported. Um, is unnecessarily biased rather than just dealing with things as it is. And, you know, we, when, when we hear it, we know it. And, you know, sometimes we, we don't speak in it and whatnot. Um, but, but, you know, be very clear, we do know when it happens. You know, we know it, we feel it and we hear it. So, um, yeah, just unfortunate that um, it was reported in that kind of way. And it's unfortunate, unfortunate that it happened, but maybe it will make a difference. You know, who, let's, let's see. Let's see. But I do think it was, um, like I said, I think they may have misheard him and thought he had said um, Negro rather than Negro, you know. Um, but that, that is what it is. Um, 
so also in regards to um, there's a the offence um, weapons act that's coming into force next year, um, and they're doing a basically now they're doing a three month scheme um, in England and Wales and basically giving people com compensation um, for handling in weapons. And so the, the compensation is like £2. I think they give you £2 for a knuckle duster, £5 for a disguised type knife, £10 for a zombie knife, £14 for a blowpipe, um, £20, and 20, yeah, £20 for a telescopic um, truncheon. So, you know, it, it'd be interesting. I wonder how much, how much, you know, how many things people are going to be bringing in, you know, um, to get this, to get the money and stuff. But... It's an initiative that they're doing. Um, very interesting. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, and they gave out a um, an injunction against um, a gang member in Islington. Young, a young young lad. I forgot his name. Um, but they gave out an injunction to him um, in regards to the gang stuff, and it was quite a strict and stern um, injunction. So it's basically um, there's 59 individuals that he's, you know, uh, not allowed to be contacting at all. Um, he's not allowed in certain boroughs, about three different boroughs he's not allowed in. Um, not allowed to possess a knife. Um, you know, he's, he's not even allowed to ride a bike in a public place. You know, he's not allowed to possess a balaclava. He's not allowed to run away from the police. You know, they've really got him locked down properly. Um, you know, if he's... Uh, he has to provide full details for his mobile phone, social media accounts to the police. Um, and even the content that he posts um, is, is monitored as well. He can't incite violence in any way or anything like that. And if, basically, if he breaches any of these things, um, he'd be arrested and, and liable to serve time in prison. So very strict um, uh, um, rules um, on, on, on these young people involved in gangs, young and old. But obviously there's a, there's a high youth culture that evolves around gangs, active gangs on the road. So, so yeah, so a lot of them will be hit with these kind of, um, these kind of restraints, you know. Um, and it reminded me of um, the show I saw a documentary on Defending Diggity, who's um, a rap artist, a UK rap artist, young, young boy as well. Um, and he's, he's on all these kind of restrictions as well. They're really on his case. But the sad thing is he's, he's so talented um, and he's got such a big following and stuff like that. And it, it really seems like, I mean, I don't know the full ins and outs of his story because the, obviously the documentary was pro him and pro his talent and, and pro him moving on with his life through music to avoid crime. Um, but he, yeah, he, he definitely talented, definitely talented and definitely um, it seems a little bit oppressive um, with him. But again, I don't know the full ins and outs of his case and stuff. Um, but what I do know is he's young enough to turn his life around. And any window, any, any, any window we see with young people, even if they're doing the most wrong out there and, and stuff like that, and if there's a window where we can see that they can change, we're meant to grab that um, because they, cause they are young. You know, these are not old, old people that have been doing this for like decades and decades. You know, these are young kids that, you know, gone off the rails for a bit. But you never know. You don't know where they're going to end up doing and what good they're going to bring to the world. So when you see them, you know, he's created a way. He's obviously talented. He's got fans that love him. Um, so we should really, or the authorities should consider that um, and consider um, letting him do what he does, you know, do what he does, as long as it's legit and stuff like that. So, um, 
but yeah, going back to the football stuff, when I when I I do think like you know with Millwall booing booing the guys that were taking the knee before the match and stuff like that, and it, it's you know I th- I think from the things that I've been reading in the conversations I've been having, it's it's more about it's supposedly one of the things it could be is that they're against the the BLM uh, movement. Um, so my my thing is I'm really I really try to be vocal about the fact that, you know, which is ob- an obvious statement, which is Black Lives Matter before BLM, you know, and the movement is the movement, you know, the political stuff, which most people that I know are not really interested in, you know, that we don't get caught up in that. But Black Lives Matter is a fact, you know. So, as I said, the new hashtag um, is Black Lives Matter before BLM. Black Lives Matter before BLM. You know, and and that's the truth. You know, so anybody that you know wants to boo the organization, um, they should be mindful that um, it's not really about the organization. The organization has, you know, put things in the forefront and, and kind of catapulted it. But um, the, the 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 facts are the facts. You know, so yeah, that's that's what I want people to be mindful of when they think about booing and and not standing together with um, fellow human beings at the end of the day. Um, so there's also, there's been launched a, um, a new thing in regard, it's called Hello, the Hello Code. And it's in regards to um, black hair, women, women's black hair more than anything, um, but black hair on, on the whole. Um, and it's basically launched to tackle um, racial discrimination um, in regards to um, black hair and how, how it's you know, how it's presented, how it's worn, anything anything derogatory towards that, anything limiting. Um, and basically the aim is to end discrimination against people from um, African and Caribbean backgrounds, especially based on their hair. Um, so, yeah, and even companies, big companies like Unilever. Unilever is a massive company that um, makes most of the products probably in your, in your, in your house. You know, it's a lot of consumer-facing products Unilever make, and they've signed up to it. They've signed up to the code, so so it sounds like a really good initiative, you know. Um, and again, it, like I said, Black Lives have mattered before BLM, you know. And you know, so I'm glad when I hear big companies like Unilever um, getting involved in stuff like that, it does say a lot. It, it means people are listening and people are, are talking, you know. And maybe um, another one of their rival companies, like um, is it P and G? Yeah, maybe they're Procter and Gamble. Maybe they will also jump on board. Because um, those are the both market leaders in their field, so. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, like I said, we we probably be getting into some kind of lockdown shortly. Um, holiday season is around the corner, um, and we know, obviously, at the best of times, um, you know, people clash. You know, when people are forced to sit together around Christmas time, around any holiday times. But obviously, with that compounded with the whole COVID thing, um, more people are at risk of domestic violence. So, um, you know, if you if you're if you're a victim of that, or or you you've got any sense of becoming a victim of that, or you know somebody who's a victim of that, please, you know, take it seriously. You know, call um, the domestic abuse helpline. You can call them on 08082000 two four seven 
um, and and speak just speak to them. You know, you can speak to them anonymously. You can let them know everything about you, whatever. But you know, they're professionals and they're there twenty four seven to support to, to support you. So you're not alone if you're going through anything like this. Um, and something I I mean I've, I've got a few um, Jewish friends and um, obviously wishing them uh, happy Hanukkah um, this December. Um, but I only just realised that no, from November, obviously November you have Diwali and uh, December you have Hanukkah and they're both festivals of light. Um, different stories behind them, different significances, but I just thought it was, it was interesting that that time of the year, obviously they're totally different religions, totally different faiths, but that, that time of the year they both have festival, festivals of light which I found was quite interesting. But yeah, but any of my Jewish friends listening to this, happy Hanukkah. Um, yeah. So um, I, in regards to tech, there was this um, young boy, um, Reese. Um, he's a, a London bus fanatic and he developed um, a program um, from his bedroom, like self-taught himself, um, basically uh, showing the whole of London like on, on the bus routes and whatnot. So it's, it's basically like, a, 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 I suppose, a bus simulator. That's what he's created from scratch. Um, yeah, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, he's, his surname, I can't remember his surname now, but he, Reese, um, young, young black lad. Um, but yeah, absolute genius, man. Absolute genius. And it took him ages as well, but he's, he's got everything down to a T. You know, um, definitely something to check out. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure some tech firm it will be signing him up, um, and you know, allowing him to, you know, sp spill out his creative genius into their their company. So yeah, he's going to be somebody to look out for for sure. Now I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. I, I've noticed with my WhatsApp, when you send um, video links now. Previously, you'd send a video link and it'll have a, uh, it, you'll be able to see like a shot of the, the video that you're sending. But now, I don't know if it's just my phone or if it's just how things are being done now, but now it's just the text of the link. Um, but with all of the things that I've been hearing about misinformation and how they want to crack down on uh, misinformation, I'm figuring it might be something to do with that, unless it's just my phone. Um, so yeah, I don't know, you ch check out your phones and see if you're dealing with the same thing as me. But yeah, we're, in a, we're definitely in a changing world. Something that's changed in a big way is the film industry. Um, obviously, that's been decimated really through the whole COVID thing. Um, you know, obviously you can't have people, so many people together in close proximity. Um, but movies have still been made and obviously movies are made well in advance most of the time. Um, sometimes years in advance. Um, but they still need an outlet. Um, and I think what this whole COVID thing has really exposed maybe uh, more than, I mean, obviously they know, but it's exposed it more than ever, is that the cinema is like the, the middleman, you know? And there was this need for movies to go through the cinema. Everybody comes to the cinema. The cinema makes money. The, everybody makes money in that sense. But obviously now you can't do it. Um, and we do have streaming, HBO and Disney have now announced that what they're going to be doing moving forward is releasing their films on their own platform, like their own streaming platform. So HBO's got a new channel um, called HBO Max. I believe it's a new channel. Um, but 
all of their 20, and they've partnered up with, um, HBO's partnered up with Warner Brothers. So all the 2021 releases now will be um, debuting on HBO Max. Unfortunately, it's not going to be in the UK just yet, but I believe that it's starting up in in the US um, this month. Um, at the latest, is I think it's January. But for me, going forward, I kind of think to myself, why would they go through a middleman moving forward? And what are the benefits for them? Because if, if you can sign up people to, to join your streaming platform and then you can... You, you make the same money, you know, you get you hit the same quota, maybe even more, um, doing it like that. Why are people, and why would you try to go through the cinemas again in the future? Now, I don't think cinemas will totally go away, but I just think there's going to be a hell of a lot less of them, if they do come back at all, in the way they were. So, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. I mean, me personally, I, I love movies. I love going to the cinema. Um but at the same time, there's sometimes I can't get to go to the cinema. And if there's a channel where I can see the movie on the same day where it would have been in the cinema, I'll probably opt for that channel, you know? So, but we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, this, the conversation I've been having this week, it, you know, we really spoke a lot about how this, this uh, COVID situation is really like, if, you know, if, if people are not physically fit and healthy, they may not survive this time. If businesses are not fit and healthy, they may not survive this time. So anything that's not really um, fit and well under pressure, let's say in that way, um, it looks like th this is this season's going to be an issue for them. And you know, obviously, we see it with all the big businesses and etc. So yeah, challenging times, but you know, challenges is is what what allows us to grow. So we would definitely grow from it. So um, Joshua and Pulev. So Joshua's done the business. Um, ninth, ninth round KO. Um, now he's looking for Tyson Fury. Um, I, it's, it's, always, it's always a little bit touchy for me when, when Joshua's fighting because I always want him to win. You know, he's, he's, he's a London, London boy and, you know, he's one of our own and all of this stuff. So I always want him to win, but... My goodness, he, he really, he, you know, it's, it's, it's not like watching a Tyson fight or none of these confident, aggressive, overtly aggressive fighters from yesteryear. Um, and I just want him to finish fights quicker, you know, um, and more, and more um, definite, you know. Um, but yeah, he got, he got for it. He, he got for it, and I'm really, really happy for him. The fight with Tyson Fury, that's going to be an interesting one because Tyson Fury is um, he's a, he's an awkward one. Um, but, yeah, that looks like the next fight on the card. But, yeah, definitely hats off to um, Anthony Joshua, for sure. And what else? Oh, this week. Uh, yeah, this week is the final episode of Small Axe. Yes, looking forward to that. Small Axe. Um, this week's one is um, Education. Um, I believe it's about um, a 12-year-old 12-year-old boy um, with special needs. Um, and he's, I, th I think uh, the parents or, or, or a group of women or, group, yeah, a group of women um, uncover the fact that it's, there's some unofficial um, segregation going on and preventing black children receiving the education they deserve. So this should be interesting. I, I know nothing 
really about this story, so I'll, I'll be interested to hear about it. I've, I've never even heard of um, that situation in in reality. So, yeah, I look forward to seeing that for sure. Although, yeah, I can see how that stuff happens, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see the facts. So, um, a book that I have been told to um, speak on is David Olusoga's book, um, Black British, A Short Essential History. Um, so this book, it, um, it's a book that asks um, some thought-provoking questions and answers them in a really smart way, both for adults and, and young people. So that is a book recommended this week. Have a look at that. Maybe get that for someone as a gift or even have for yourself. But going back to what I was saying in regards to the breaking, you know, that that's the high, for me, that's a highlight for me because you know, I'm I'm a I've got a vast musical palette, you know, and I've I've been involved in a lot of things throughout my life, but hip hop is definitely part of my 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 genetic makeup, um, as well as all the other genres. Um, but um, the fact that the fact that hip hop being being what it was, where it come from. Um, the fact that it's going to be in the Olympics now, I, I think there's there's not enough talk about. It. I haven't heard really heard people talking as much about it, but I think it's really significant. I mean, even the the way that hip hop touches all music genres, all aspects of life, language, fashion, everything else, you know. And it started off, you know, in 1973 in in the the, the ghettos of the Bronx, you know, um, August 11th to be precise, 1973. Um, at a party um, in in the Bronx, like I said, um, fifteen twenty said Sedgwick Avenue. That's exactly where it started in a house party um, f- hosted by. Um, well, it was a party put together for the sister of Clive Campbell. And if you know who Clive Campbell is, you'll know that he is Cool DJ Herc, the founder and um, founder of hip hop. Um, so that's where it all started and to consider it it come from that to now and sorry when when I say it come from that hip-hop as I spoke earlier the five elements of hip-hop which if you haven't guessed by now the five elements of hip-hop are rapping breaking body popping DJing and graffiti so the fact that one of those elements now is part of the Olympics being the breakdancing I think is amazing, absolutely amazing. So, um, so this this summer, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more people out there on the lino, on the, you know, the the, the cardboard boxes, um, practicing their break dancing, and it opens up a whole new opportunity to um, to young people to express themselves. Um, but hip hop's hip hop's come a long, long way, long, long way, um, and yeah, I I love it. I love hip hop. I, lo- I love music in general, to be fair, all kinds of music. But um, yeah, hip hop was definitely a, a part of my my youth. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. And hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.